the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. Thursday, September 1st, 2022. Joe Biden will be giving a speech later this evening on the soul of the nation. Large parts of it have not been released, although we've got one sample of it. Whether the Democrats are calling us fascists, semi-fascists, white supremacists, racists, whether they are creating disinformation governing boards, whether they are pressuring media to mothball negative stories about them, whether they are marginalizing and targeting parents at school board meetings as domestic terrorists, you begin to see a pattern for those willing to see things as they truly are. In fact, there's nothing right now, as Irving Kristol once put it, given the ability to see things as they truly are. Nothing seems quite so mystifying as the obvious, which is this. If you truly want to know who the fascists are, Perhaps the mirror should be held up to the Democrats. Marginalizing and dehumanizing and scapegoating your opponents is the key to all fascism. Controlling the media is a defining aspect of fascism. Taking control of industry is the essence of fascism. Propaganda as a tool of communication is the chief weapon of fascism. Irrigation of anti-constitutional power is the political operation of fascism. Then, of course, getting to the children, youth movements. That's the long-term planning of fascism. This helps explain the regime of censorship only conservative speech faces and why you have seen time and again, especially over the past several weeks, the fear, if not despisement, of Republican forms of government and the attempted denigration and curtailment of individual rights, ballasts of democracy that are anathema to fascism. To the left, if you get to a progressive end by dictate, fine. If you get there by violence, fine. If you get there by speech, fine. But none of those means are to be tolerated or protected if the ends are not progressive, which is actually a Marxist and fascist view of politics, or at least political theory, a hierarchy of opinion that does protect certain ends but not others. And the additionally ironic thing is that some of the other things in this regime of opinion hierarchy that is not protected today is the protection of norms and processes, with the greatest book on them being the Constitution. I've been speaking lately of the direction of lies the Democratic Party and the media has absorbed. Why is it that when Democrats lie, it's always about a truth that would help conservatives or conservatism? Whether it's Katie Hobbs, who is now putting out ads on border security, or the Secretary of Homeland Security telling us the border is secure, or the press secretary to the president telling us people are not walking across the border to gain illegal entry into the United States, or that CRT is a myth, 
or that schools are not encouraging sexual confusion or that spending more money is not causing inflation or that we are not in a recession or that Afghanistan was an extraordinary success or that gas prices have come down under this administration. What explains the direction of those lies? As the whistleblower in Chernobyl put it, what is the cost of lies? It's not what that will mistake them for the truth. The real danger is that if we hear enough lies, then we no longer will recognize the truth at all. And that has succeeded here. The reason the lies are always covering up a truth that is conservative or popular in the Republican Party is because if the truth were known, Democrats would not be in power. We should not be celebrating that Mark Kelly and Katie Hobbs are doing ads touting their support of fixing the border. We should be asking, why are they saying that at all right now? Because they know our truths are popular and their truths would never sell in an open society free of distortion and bias. That is the why and the how of how Democrats govern, along with a president and leader of the Democratic Party, who rushed to the microphone first to marginalize and dehumanize its opposition with the most noxious epithets in political world history, fascist, semi-fascist, white supremacist, racist. I got into this a bit yesterday. You asked me to say more on it. Fascism and the left, as the left calls us the fascists. You can call a party of individual rights, like ours, fascists, as you try to cabin those rights only if you can Look at the sun and be able to call it the moon, which may not be far off when you think about the new ethic of seeing a man and calling him a woman, even as young as age eight, which is what the National Geographic proudly highlighted and touted and dedicated a special edition to doing only five years ago and has now been supped up by most of the Democrats in America. This is why colorblindness is now racism. And discrimination is anti-racism, which is a direct quote from the most popular lecturer on race in America, Ibram X. Kendi. Let's get to it then. What is fascism and why is it really a left-wing problem? Quote, when the nation's interests are at stake, Benito Mussolini, the founder of fascism, explained, all particular interests, whether the proletariats or the bourgeoisies, must be silent, close quote. When the nation's interests are at stake, you censor. Quote, we do the bureaucracy the highest honor and raise it to a level above that which it occupied under previous governments by making it into an army of co-belligerents, which works towards the same end, close quote, Mussolini said. That's what the weaponization of the bureaucracy is. That's what the deep state is. That's what the administrative state is. And, of course, that's why some of the most maddening of policies come from executive orders and administrative rulings, rulings bypassing legislatively mandated constitutional processes. Benito Mussolini bragged, quote, We are truly relativists par excellence. Relativism is akin to Nietzsche's Der Will zur Macht, the will to power. And fascism is a most formidable creature of an individual and collective will to power. Close quote. As Professor Angelo Cotavilla put it, socioeconomic organization was fascism's defining feature. 
Only employers and employees organizations approved by the government were allowed. They represented and collected dues from any and all in their category and territory, whether they had signed up with them or not. The Mussolini Law of Corporations of April 3, 1926, codified this political economic order. No longer would corporations be responsible to owners. They were responsible to the state. Thenceforth, they would answer to higher duties as defined in the law. As Mussolini put it, quote, in a world of social and economic interdependence, the watchword must be cooperation or misery, close quote. Here, the state and government know how to cause misery of non-complying corporations, don't they? Be it pulling everything from FCC licenses to FAA licenses to food and beverage and liquor licenses to OSHA licenses, if you don't comply. Now, let's continue. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, ushered in a new era of government bureaucracy that was described by writers on the left and right as fascism without the billy clubs. It could hardly have been otherwise, since the essence of the National Industrial Recovery Act, the involuntary inclusion of all participants in categories of economic activity and their subjection to government-dictated prices, wages, and working conditions, was at least as detailed as those in fascism's corporate law of 1926. By 1942, in the Supreme Court case of Wickard v. Philiburn, still good law today, the Supreme Court approved regulation of all manner of enterprise with reasoning stricter than any Mussolini had used in 1926. Today, by the same token, Senator and 2020 presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren proposed the Accountable Capitalism Act, and it would force corporations to enroll into a legal scheme in which the government would force them to service various stakeholders as government regulators would decide from time to time. Such tools are far more powerful than billy clubs. Professor Godevillo goes on to write, Until 1935, New Dealers, though careful not to add to their opponents' ammunition, did not hide their administration's kinship with what the fascists, Nazis, and communists were doing to redirect the societies over which they ruled. Secretary of the Interior Harold Ickes thought that, quote, what we are doing in this country, America, is analogous to what is being done in Russia and even under Hitler in Germany. The only thing is that we do it methodically, close quote. That was FDR's cabinet secretary, Harold Ickes. FDR himself referred to Mussolini and Stalin as blood brothers and spoke of having private contacts with Mussolini. Mussolini, FDR said, quote, is interested in what we are doing. And I am struck by how much of this, doubtless, his programs to reform Italy he has accomplished, close quote. Rex Tugwell, perhaps one of the most famous of FDR's advisors and brain trusters, put it this way. Mussolini has the same opponents as FDR, but he controls the press, which, presents, which prevents them from daily spreading their nonsense. He governs a compact, disciplined country, despite insufficient resources. At least on the surface, he has achieved enormous progress, close quote. Envious of Mussolini. The admiration for Mussolini from the proponents of the New Deal, FDR, ought to tell us everything we need to know. So too should our landscape. Once you know what fascism is, what on this list belongs 
to what party and what movement? Free or universal health care? Minimum wages? Government-mandated unionization of major industries, government-mandated transportation, guaranteed jobs, massive spending on public education with propaganda, strict separation of church and state, and the punishment of religious observance in times of fiat-declared state or national emergencies in the name of public health, public health campaigns against certain health issues, but never the most important ones, support for policies that course in a commitment to life, gun control, and a loathing of free market capitalism, along with a rewriting of our history so that freedom and natural rights are not our building block, but rather slavery. What on that list belongs in what party? The party that dares calls us fascists, and too often gets away with it, and may do so or try to do so again tonight. What is the cost of lies? It's not that we'll make mistake them for the truth. The real danger is that if we hear enough lies, then we no longer recognize the truth at all. What Biden and his party are doing, and it is obvious when you see he uses the same language against Mitt Romney as he does Donald Trump, i.e. his false dichotomy between good Republicans and bad Republicans, is plain to see. What Biden and his party are doing is trying to ensure that there is only one party here with a capital P, and as been, as has been the hallmark of every totalitarian regime, I beg you understand the ends justify the means. That should prep you for tonight's speech. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Your dollar buys less today than a month ago. Paper money continues to be worth less and less. I'm painfully aware of this every time I go shopping, just as you are. But gold and other precious metals traditionally hold their value when economies fail and fall, like now. If you're interested in protecting your savings, your investment, your future... Check out Midas Gold Group, the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. I own precious metals from them. Seb Gorka does. Thousands of you do. More of you can. Give them a call at 480-360-3000. That's the Midas Gold Group at 480-360-3000 to talk with them about protecting your portfolio with precious metals. Or you can visit them online, MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Karen Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre, the uh, White House press secretary, was asked yesterday if the president tonight was con- going to continue to refer to his political opponents as extreme or if he thinks that many people in this country are doing better than when he uh, doing better. Sorry, doing better since he's become president. Ms. Jean-Pierre says, quote, reading from the White House transcript, the president believes that we need to continue to fight for our democracy. And he's been very clear. You look at the extreme wing of a party, the MAGA Republicans. It's not stopping. It's continuing. And we heard it over the weekend as you're asking me about the president talking directly with legislators. And this is this is an important time. And he is again. He's not going to shy away from it. He's going to continue to lift that up and what he sees, and what he's going to call out. And then she said this. And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. 
And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. When you are not with where a majority of Americans are, that's extreme. That's an extreme way of thinking. Interesting line that when you are not with where a majority of Americans are, that's extreme. What do you do with the fact that the new Reuters Ipsos poll has the president's popularity at 38 percent? I know there's been a lot of learning loss. Boy, we're going to get to that in a new report in a few moments. I know there's been a lot of learning loss. But since when do we think 38 percent approval constitutes a majority? I was uh, rethinking to when President Biden called the Republican Party the party of Bull Connor and Jefferson Davis and George Wallace earlier this year and Peggy Noonan's response to it. She wrote this in the Wall Street Journal. I think it's more true now than it was then. She wrote, when national Democrats talk to the country, they always seem to be talking to themselves. They are of the left, as is their constituency, which can win popular votes in presidential elections. The mainstream media, though, which they send their messages, is on the left as well. The academics, the historians, and the professionals they consult also all on the left. They get in the habit of talking to themselves in their language in a single looped conversation. They have no idea how they sound to the non-left. So they have no idea when they are damaging themselves. But Mr. Biden has damaged himself and strengthened and may even have taken a step in unifying the non-Democrats who are among their countrymen and who are, in fact, the majority of the countrymen. Quite right, Peggy Noonan is quite right. It is interesting to me, maybe to you as well, that this president continues to talk of MAGA Republicans. Josh Hammer, our friend over at Newsweek magazine, was making the point earlier today on uh, on Twitter that it's odd when you hear Joe Biden keep talking about MAGA. When's the last time a Republican actually used the phrase MAGA? Make America Great Again, of course, is a great shout and a great cheer. But President Trump hasn't run for office in at least, what, one in one year and nine months, something like that, almost two years? President Trump has not run on a MAGA theme in almost two years. Why are the Democrats still so focused on it? And when you break it down, as is the responsibility of any and every acronym, do the Democrats really think they're going to get a lot of purchase by saying it's a bad thing to be against making America great again? It's a very odd thing to seize on, trying to take a good phrase, making this country great, and turning it into a negative. But this, too, is part and parcel of everything George Orwell wrote. I give you the notion of newspeak. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Seth Leibson show, portions of which are brought to you by Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. You don't need to worry about the heating right now, but if you have air conditioning or plumbing issues, Cool Touch is the place to call. Love this company. I've been using them for years. So have my friends. They love them equally. You can visit them online at cooltouch.us or give them a call at 623 748 4942. 623-748-4942. Great customer service, never an upsell. Great company. Cool touch, air conditioning, heating, and plumbing. When the Democrats engage in projection and make a um a unified meal of one day of violence by people no one has ever heard of, we're talking about January 6th, and trying to target the entire Republican Party, including people whose names we have heard of, as part of that. And we respond with such things as, where you been? Where were you in 2020? Why was your vice president helping raise funds for an organization that bailed out rioters Throughout 2020, rioters that led to the deaths of 30 people, resignations of police, taking over of police precincts, $2 billion worth of damage, 14,000 people put in jail. Where were you when Nancy Pelosi said people will do what people will do when asked about a Baltimore riot in 2020? Where were you? Where was Kamala Harris? She was raising funds for an organization in 2020. And I think this is a story that needs to be covered in much greater detail and much much greater exposition. Reading from the Free Beacon, a Minnesota bail fund championed by Vice President Kamala Harris helped free a repeat felon now charged with murder. Kamala Harris helped raise money to put a murderer on the street. The Minnesota Freedom Fund on Thursday acknowledged it helped secure the release of Sean Michael Tillman, who in May shot and killed a passenger on a rail platform in St. Paul. Harris promoted the Freedom Fund on Twitter during the George Floyd riots in 2020, helping the group raise $35 million in three weeks. Freedom Fund Executive Directors Mirella Seha. Orozco and Eliza Darris defended the group's decision to post Tillman's bail in a statement saying, quote, it is neither just nor effective to respond to violence by denying bail and preemptively punishing people who are disproportionately poor, black, brown and indigenous, close quote. Can I stop for a moment? Is it just or effective to respond to violence by denying bail and punishing people who are murderers? when we don't really care what the color of their skin was, what their economic background was, whether they were indigenous or not. It doesn't matter to the dead person. It doesn't matter to the dead person's family. It doesn't matter to the dead person's friend of whatever race they may be. Why is it an excuse? Because they're poor or black, or brown, or indigenous? Do we have two standards of justice in this country? Clearly we do. 
Tillman's criminal record includes multiple counts of indecent exposure, as well as assault and unlawful possession of a firearm, court records show. When you attribute people's bad behavior to their race or their economic condition, who's the racist? Who's the racist? When you have a single standard of expectation of decency and lawfulness and abiding by the laws and norms of society, who's the non-racist here? The Freedom uh, Fund was asked by the Washington Free Beacon for a comment. All they did was restate and resend the statement I just read to you. Tillman's most recent felony conviction was in November 2018 for indecent exposure in the presence of a minor. He had seven prior counts of indecent exposure at the time. Tillman's not the first person to commit murder after being bailed out by the Freedom Fund. The group helped free a man charged with domestic abuse last year. Weeks later, he murdered another man in a road rage incident, the Free Beacon reported. Wow. I hope the young girls who are going to be so proud of Kamala Harris are proud of this. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. For those of you looking for a remarkable investment opportunity with a great return for investors, check out my friends at Y-Refi. They're offering up a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% return for investors, all on a secure and centralized Excuse me. <laughs> collateralized, not central. Collateralized. All in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm where investors are doing really well by doing good for others. And you can too. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R E F Y.com. Or you can give them a call at 855 316 3087. 855 316 3087. I'll have more to say about the president's upcoming speech tonight in a little bit. I wanted to get out a few other things. It's not the only news. And remind me to tell you why I don't even think the president's speech is actually news. Um, But we'll get to that in a few moments. Right now, I wanted to um, say something about the uh, one of the other major stories, uh, which is the Department of Justice, the FBI, the raid on Donald Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. I can't do better than David Marcus, who wrote, A picture is worth a thousand words. And late Tuesday, the Department of Justice released a court filing of an Instagram-worthy one. Classified documents strewn across the floor at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. Trump was quick to assert, however, that the FBI agents staged the photo to make him look bad. Quote, terrible the way the FBI, during the raid of Mar-a-Lago, threw documents haphazardly all over the floor, pretending it was me that did it, and then started taking pictures of them for the public to see. Sadly, this is not outside the realm. Tuesday's filing, in which the Department of Justice argued there's no need to honor Donald Trump's request for a special master, also known as a third party, to inspect the item seized from his home last month, offered little context for the controversial image. And once again, it seems the FBI and the Department of Justice may be trying to convict the former president in the court of cable news rather than an actual court of law. It's a shameful state of affairs. There is every reason to believe that Trump is right about this photo being staged. The FBI has given reasonable people little choice but to doubt 
just about everything it says or does these days, especially when it involves the former commander-in-chief. This is a man who the FBI has spent years harassing without bringing a single charge. If it's not clear by now, it should be. It's time to clean house at the FBI. Look at the myriad messes it has found itself embroiled in. A new report published Tuesday alleges FBI Director Director Christopher Wray has lost the faith of those under his command. Quote, I'm hearing from FBI personnel that they feel like the director has lost control of the bureau, said Kurt Suzadak, a lawyer representing FBI whistleblowers. They're saying, how does this guy survive? He's leaving. He's got to leave. The powerful Republican ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator Chuck Grassley, has demanded Ray help him investigate a, quote, deeply rooted political infection, close quote, in the bureau that has allegedly taken hold of investigations into not just Donald Trump, but also probes into his grifter first son, Hunter Biden. The call for Ray's ouster follows the bureau exit of Timothy Tebalt, the top agent in Washington's FBI field office, last Friday amid whistleblower claims he prevented a criminal investigation into Hunter's laptop. Tebalt was escorted out of the office by headquarters-looking types, the New York Times reported. We're told that was standard operating procedure and the timing entirely coincidental. But if you believe that, I have a dossier to sell you. In fact, it all started with the Christopher Steele dossier, the Clinton cap fabrication. The FBI took at face value without question. They then used the obvious fake to get a warrant to spy on Trump's campaign. And an FBI lawyer was convicted of lying to a foreign intelligence surveillance court to make it happen. And let's not forget G-man Peter Stroke and G-woman Lisa Page's steamy text messages in which the star-crossed lovers assured themselves There would be a plan B to keep Trump out of office. Then, for a few more years, we had Robert Mueller's special counsel investigation into the trumped-up Russia collusion case, which fizzled out like a wet sparkler, complete with leaks that kept liberal pundits salivating over the notion that the walls were closing in on Donald Trump. Until, suddenly, they weren't. Hopes and dreams dashed. Then... There was Andrew McCabe, the disgraced former FBI deputy director, who even the Department of Justice's own inspector general insisted lied multiple times, violating FBI codes and policies. He wasn't prosecuted, of course, and look where that got him. Contributor at CNN. Over on Joe Rogan's podcast last week, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg dropped another bombshell, blowing further holes in the FBI's credibility. It seems that a few days before the New York Post ran its story on Hunter Biden's laptop in October 2020, agents warned Zuckerberg they feared a Russian disinformation campaign was about to be launched. The feds say they never mentioned the laptop, but curiously, just after the the release of the Post laptop story, which, by the way, everyone now agrees was 100 percent accurate, 51 former intelligence officials signed a letter calling the story, you guessed it, Russian disinformation. You see the bow they put on that neat little package? Or we can talk about the disgraced former FBI director James Comey, who briefed then-President-elect Trump on the phony dossier and then rushed to his waiting car to record the incoming presidential reaction with plans to divulge them later. Or the plan to trap then-incoming National Security Advisor Michael Flynn with an obscure 
hundreds of years old law that has never in the history of the country resulted in a prosecution? They are nearly too many examples to mention. Put simply, anything that involved or involves the name of Donald J. Trump was and is pursued to the ends of the earth by an eager FBI. Again, even the FBI itself knows it has a problem. This week, it took the ridiculously weak step of banning agents from attending overtly political functions to avoid the appearance of bias. But we are way past the appearance of bias. The constant, disparate treatment of Trump and Biden by our law enforcement agency is so clear, so incredibly obvious, that these little fixes around the margins or greater oversight will be woefully insufficient. There needs to be a total sweep from top to bottom at the FBI right now. And it probably has to include the firing or resignation of Director Ray, who has utterly failed in his attempts, if he's made any, to bring the anti-Trump pro-Biden hooligans in his organization to account. America was rescuing the FBI before it destroyed itself. Almost half the country now has an unfavorable view of the FBI. You can guess which almost half that is. It's bad and unsustainable enough for half the country to distrust federal law enforcement. But when that divide breaks down on such partisan lines, it's not just untenable, it's dangerous. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by the good people at Balance of Nature. They make a great product. They're fruits and veggies. I take them every single day. Pure, potent plant power. You take them once a day, and you get a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables in one daily dose. Strong stuff. Boosts your immunity, your health, your energy. You can access those fruits and veggies by going to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Despite education professionals telling us that learning loss is a myth, just like CRT and everything else they tell us to steer our way, eyes away from, like the head of the largest uh, of the like the head of the teachers union of the largest uh, uh, public school system in the country, Cecily Meyer Cruz in Los Angeles, there's no such thing as learning loss. Was her famous quote. It's okay that our babies may not have learned all their times tables, she said, during the shutdowns of COVID. Well, the receipts are in. Two decades of growth for American students in reading and math were wiped away. Two decades. Two decades of growth were wiped away by just two years of pandemic-disrupted learning. This report comes in from the National Assessment of Educational Progress. For those of you who may not be as steeped in um, the wonkiness of education policy, it's also known as NAEP or more familiarly or with more familiarity, the nation's report card. Think about it this way. Every group of students in math and reading saw losses. No demographic saw subgroup saw gains. But math achievement for white nine-year-olds dropped by five points, while it dropped for Hispanic and African-American counterparts by 13 points. The math achievement gap between whites and African-Americans increased 
even more significantly. In reading scores for African Americans, Hispanics, and whites, they were all six points lower. Good work on those school closures. Good work on that. Gains we have made over the past 20 years, wiped out in two years because of the teachers' union's demands and the left's using our children to soothe the paranoia of adults. We are going to be paying for this for a long, long time. Betcha Joe Biden, the education president, won't speak about any of this tonight. We'll tell you in the next hour a few things the press has released or the White House has released as to what he will say in his speech tonight. I think you'll find it interesting. At the same time, I think you'll find it massively aggravating. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.